Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When you think of receiving a gift, it's usually for some special occasion. It's for your birthday, or maybe it's for graduation, or maybe it's for a wedding. But this morning, I would like you to think of of one particular occasion, that being Christmas. I would like you to think about and recall the joy and the happiness you have at Christmas time of receiving gifts as I talk about this scenario and describe this scene for you. So it usually begins something like this. You ask for something, for some item, for some toy, and just the asking for it, the excitement and anticipation and joy begins to build within you. And as the days get closer to Christmas, you begin to count down the days, one, two, three, and this just adds more joy and more excitement and anticipation. And as as Christmas Day gets closer and closer each day, you begin to see gifts placed under the tree, and this just builds even more excitement in you. Then you come to Christmas Eve, and you kind of, you stop and you pay more closer attention to the gifts that are under the tree. And maybe if you're, you're like me, you go over and you kind of, you pick it up and you're like, okay, it's about this high, okay, this. Or maybe you mentally measure how big it is so you can try and figure out what you're receiving. Maybe if you have the opportunity, you don't just kind of uh, okay, measure it. Maybe you go over and you kind of, you shake it to hear what it sounds like. You do all this because you want to figure out what you're receiving. But all this does is just add more joy and more excitement as you wait to see what you're receiving on Christmas morning. You go to sleep that night on Christmas Eve and, and you can't really sleep because you're just so excited and so full of joy to an anticipation of what am I receiving for Christmas? Parents, you know how Christmas morning goes. You're woken up at some early hour. It's usually still dark outside and the opening of, of gifts begins and you open one at a time. And the joy and the excitement and anticipation that you've waited so long for is there. And you begin to slowly unwrap each present, taking off the paper. And you look and you you see that you've received that RC car that you asked for. Or that Barbie doll that you asked for. Or that easy bake oven that you asked for. Now, if if you were like me, you you might receive the model airplane that I asked for. And for those of you who don't know what it is or who can't see it on the screen or me holding it, this is a model of an SR-71 aircraft that I received as a Christmas gift. It was one of the very first model airplanes I received as a Christmas gift. And I can still, to this day, remember the joy and the excitement of not only unwrapping this from under the tree Christmas morning, but then going on later in that day to start building this aircraft. I can still remember that to this day. Now, those are the gifts that you you asked for as a kid. But there was always that that one gift that you would never ask for as a kid, but somehow you still would receive it. You didn't ask for it, but you still would somehow receive it. It was usually from Uncle Lester and Aunt Clara. You would receive this, this gift from under the tree, and you would begin to unwrap it like all the other ones, and you would open it up and you would pull out a pair of socks. You didn't ask for them, 
but somehow you received a pair of socks. And just for a moment, for a brief moment, all that joy and happiness and anticipation, it kind of goes away because you receive socks for Christmas. Now, you still receive the gift, but you don't have as much joy and excitement as you did for your other gifts. We're in our second week of this sermon series, Re, that's leading us to Reformation Sunday. Last week, Pastor Sean talked about repent, and he talked about the the two extreme views of sin. This morning, we're going to look at the word receive, and we're going to use our gospel reading from Mark chapter 10, verses 13 to 16 to do that. So we read that people begin to bring children to Jesus, And Jesus' disciples, they see this happening, and they try to stop them from coming to Jesus. Jesus sees what his disciples are doing, and he becomes indignant with them. He becomes angry with them. And he tells them in verse 14, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. He continues to tell his disciples in verse 15, telling them, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. The children, they were coming to Jesus because they, had, they thought he had some kind of gift to give them and they wanted to receive it. But first we must ask ourselves a few questions. What's it mean to be like a child or with childlike faith? What does this mean and how can we have childlike faith? I think the first thing we have to understand about what Jesus is saying is what it means to have childlike faith. So faith is that you put your trust, your complete trust in someone or something. So to have childlike faith would be that you put your trust, your complete trust in Jesus Christ. Kind of like a, child, like a small child does in their parents. You see, when kids are, are, are small, they're small and they're needy and they're dependent on their parents for everything because that child doesn't know anything different. A, young, uh, a small child has this humility and unquestioning belief in their parents. Now, when a child receives a gift, they receive it with such joy and excitement because they know they didn't do anything to earn that gift. It's been given to them just out of pure love. And so they accept it with such joy and excitement. Now, this idea of receiving, it's it's not something new to the New Testament that's only found there. We can see this all the way back, when we go all the way back to the beginning of time, to the creation of the world, to the account in Genesis. In the section in Genesis just prior to what we read this morning, we read about how Adam received the gift of life from God. When God created him out of dirt, and breathed life into his lungs and made him a living creature. In the section that we read this morning from the Old Testament, we read about how God saw that Adam was alone in the garden and it was not good. So God created Eve to be with Adam in the garden. Adam, re- Adam received this gift of life and we have been given this gift of faith. Now in our gospel reading this morning, when the disciples, when they saw the children coming to Jesus, they tried to stop them from coming to Jesus. Maybe the disciples were reflecting the way that the society saw children at that time, as they weren't important, 
or they were marginal members. Maybe the disciples, they didn't want Jesus to waste his time with the children. Or maybe the disciples thought the children weren't worthy to receive what Jesus had to offer them. The disciples, they were thinking like the way of society and reflecting what society thought at that time about children. Jesus' very statement, the kingdom of God belongs to the children, it flew in the very face of society and was the opposite way of how God thinks about children. The society at that time, as I said, they thought of, of, of children as these marginal members, these unimportant, kind of push them off to the side members of society. This isn't how God thinks about children in his kingdom. In his kingdom, the children are, aren't pushed off to the side, the marginal members of society. They're the center of the kingdom of God. In the Old Testament, we, receive, we, we read about how Adam received Eve as his helper in the garden. We don't have to read very far. In, the, in fact, in the very next chapter, we read about the fall into sin and how we struggle with sin. We've been given this gift of faith and all we have to do is receive it like a small child. Now, some of us do receive that, that, this gift of faith like a small child. Still, there's others of us who think, I have to do something to earn this gift. And sadly, there are those who deny this gift altogether and want nothing to do with it. How do you react when you receive a gift from God? Are you kind of like me on Christmas morning with the model airplane? You're excited, you're full of joy, and you're just so happy? Or are you kind of like the person who receives the socks? With not, such, with not as much joy and excitement. You kind of have to fake your appreciation and your interest for them. We are children of God, but at the same time, we struggle with sin. And sometimes we take and we treat the gifts that God has given us like a pair of socks that we've received on Christmas. We have to fake an interest. We're not interested in them, or we didn't ask for them at all. We do this because of our sinful nature, because of how we view things. And because of this, our standing before God was, as St. Paul tells us in Romans chapter five, verse 10, while we were enemies. That was our standing before God, that we were enemies. St. Paul again tells us in a, uh, later in the book of Ephesians chapter two, verse five, he tells us again what our standing was before God. We were dead in our trespasses, I don't know about you, but for me this morning, those are some hard words to hear, that we were enemies of God and we were dead in our trespasses. But we did not stay dead or enemies of God because God, he, he had a plan to fix, the fall into, to fix the fall into sin and to restore creation. It would be to send his only son, Jesus Christ, that he would die on the cross and shed his blood so that we might receive the, the gift of forgiveness of sins and the promise of eternal life. Because of the death of Jesus on the cross, we are no longer enemies of God or dead in our sins. But St. Paul goes on later to tell us in the same chapter of Ephesians that we have been made alive together with Christ. We are children of God. We are children of God because in our baptisms, God places his name upon us and he calls us as his children. The prophet Isaiah reminds us when he writes in uh, chapter 43, verse one, 
Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. God has placed his name upon you in your baptism, and he calls you his child. We also receive the gifts of our Savior when we gather and we receive bread and uh, the body and blood of our Savior in, with, and under ordinary bread and wine for the forgiveness of sins and, for the, uh, and to strengthen our faith. He comes to us in this gift, this ordinary form of, of bread and wine, and he uses it to strengthen our faith and to for, uh, for the forgiveness of sins. One of the reasons why people were bringing their children to Jesus is so that Jesus could simply just touch them. But Jesus, he did more than just simply lay his hand upon the children. He, he took the children in his arms and he embraced them. The people were bringing their children to Jesus. They, they, they saw something in Jesus. They trusted him. Maybe they saw something in him or maybe they heard about something that Jesus did. So they brought their, their children to him because they wanted their children to, to meet, the, meet Jesus. Now, the people who were bringing their children to Jesus, they never imagined that Jesus would not just lay his hand upon them, but each of the children would receive a gift from Jesus. They would receive a blessing from him. Parents and grandparents here today, you bring your children to baptism where God places his name upon them and calls them his children. The people in our, in our gospel reading, they brought their children to Jesus because they wanted him to just simply touch, their, touch them. But Jesus did more than that. Each of the children received the gift, a blessing from Jesus. You continue to bring your kids to the Lord's house that they might hear his word and sing his praise. You also continue to bring them that they might receive the, the gifts that God has for us all as his children. Now, I know some of you are, are not parents or grandparents. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're not a grandparent or a parent. No matter how old you are, you can receive the kingdom of God. And he wants you to receive it like a small child, like a small, small child does on Christmas morning with such joy and excitement knowing that we did nothing to earn this, this gift. It's been given to us out of pure love by our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us all remember to have childlike faith in our Savior, Jesus Christ. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, that, now may the peace of Christ, which surpasses all our understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.